Hello, my humans, machines, and all in between, and welcome back to another exhilarating episode of Anime Was Not a Mistake, Our Summer of Cyborg. I'm the robotic beauty, Jonathan Kwiatkowski. <laughs> as always with Dan Ryan, uh, mm. being released in HD very soon. So. Oh my goodness, and Dan, we've got a lot to discuss today before we get we into do. the uh, meat of this episode, being the Cyborg 009 continuation of the series that we love and enjoy. Uh, before we get into our new section... Uh, as a reminder, we're just doing Summer of Cyborg, skipping a few mm-hmm. episodes as we go through the majority of the season. So um, I think we're skipping two episodes today. We're hoping to get that number around 10. So it flows through nicely. Right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I just want to remind everyone doing that. And uh, we did watch a few episodes last time. Um, and we're going to continue the trek today, that voyage, with discovering majorly about a few of our cyborgs and their backstory. Good, Which is what I was looking forward to, and it has arrived for Mm -hmm. at least three of them today. Um, Any anime, life, E3-adjacent news to discuss? Well, I feel like we should save the E3 stuff, Mm -hmm. because that would occupy probably the real estate of the tangent, tangent, perhaps. Um, So we can save that. Uh, Mm -hmm. I can start with some anime news. Uh... I finally, it was finally released, and I watched the entire thing in one day. First for me in a while, uh, that was Record of Ragnarok. Yes. Um, in which uh, the gods of multiple religions and pantheons decide that they are fed up with humanity and are going to wipe them out. Mm. But a rebellious Valkyrie, who might have some other motivations going on, uh, you know, kind of speaks on behalf of humanity and kind of goads the gods into hosting this tournament where Mm. 13 gods or god-adjacent figures will uh, face 12 or 13 mortal champions. Mm. Like, like not necessarily heroic ones, Mm -hmm. but notable humans who can fight in the arena. Now, this is a series, I presume, right? Yes. It is based on a manga. Uh, the, uh, The way that the anime worked is that it... I think it was 11 or 12 episodes, and it covered up to the end of round three, Mm. where, you know, things kind of take a turn, sort of. Um, I loved it. Mm. Solid recommendation from me. Um, (laughs) Is it it, recent, or is it older? It's, well, it's brand new. Oh, yeah. This this anime is brand new. This this adaptation of it is is just premiered, I Mm. think, globally on Netflix Mm. on, on Friday. I know you got that in the Gundam movies too. Yeah, those those are in the pipeline, mm. and then Godzilla is next week also. Mm. Um, but the uh, but yeah, it, it, I don't know how old the manga is. I think that's also kind of recent. But this this anime adaptation was very new. I thoroughly recommend it with mm. a few asterisks <laughs> um, because. You know, as Jonathan says, <laughs> I was recommending it to folks. Yeah. I, you know, I was trying to get people to watch it. Bandit was shaking his head. Oh, yeah, no, Bandit no, was no, not into this. Um, <laughs> and it does have issues with like pacing. Mm. Uh, well, one with pacing, like if you if you're trying to sell somebody on it, you gotta you gotta like make them aware that it has like anime pacing. So there's gonna be a lot of time spent talking and mm-hmm. hyping up a fight before the fight actually happens. Okay. So you know, if you if you want to you know get people into it, just yeah. just make them aware. Standard of that. DBZ rules. Yeah, and uh, two, as per the the animation studio coming out and actually apologizing for it, apparently it was rushed. Mm. Um, they, uh, I noticed it when I was watching through it. There was a lot of use of like in between shots where 
you know, like, it, they're animated in such a way, like, with the fists' blurs and stuff mm-hmm. to make it, like, look like there's movement happening, but it's really just kind of alternating in between frames. Yeah. As well as parts that kind of played out, you know, almost like slideshows of the manga panels. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently that was a time constraint thing. They needed to get this anime out by a deadline, and they had to cut some corners to, to get there. But... I don't think it detracts from the experience. Mm. I gotta, I gotta put that on there because I know that because right after I binged it, and I looked into the discourse, of course, the discourse was, oh, the it was so terrible. The animation studio, came, but I don't, I don't think it yeah. looks that bad. I think it's like, similar it, it, thoughts with me with the world ends with you animation mm-hmm. because I, I've been keeping up with that. I've been saving it. I think we only have a few episodes left yeah. uh, with that, and uh, so I'm a spider. So what? Uh, because they've been re- being released week to week, so yes. I'm trying to finish these two before I go into series like Odd Taxi and uh, Proximity, Proximity Egg... Oh, I forget the name. It's Egg Proximity or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm going to be finishing that, and I think it's similar thoughts with the, the World Ends With You, because a lot of people on the Reddit and the discourse online is like, well, they're telling the story of the game, but there's something lacking here, which I agree, but it's also mm-hmm. an anime series. It's a different beast. Um, yeah. 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 But continue. Sorry it, for the interruption. No, no. But that's you know that's how it is. It is, it is a different beast. It mm-hmm. is like you know if there's issues, it's you know you you probably can't go into it expecting like cause, you know Castlevania tier because mm. the whole thing I think is that it was a Netflix funded production. Um, so uh, you know I recommended it based on that, but you're not going to get that in a lot of places. Yeah. But what it you know it it makes up for that with the stakes and the matchups because again each every match is. A, a god or religious figure fighting some human who the Valkyries figured could be, you know, useful in the arena. Yeah. So, you know, we have, like, historical generals. We have Adam, who gets, like, a WWE. and Like, mm. intri- like you know, he comes in, all the animals are surrounding <laughs> him. He has, like, a like a Sharingan ability. So it's, mm. it's like, you know, it, it's... It's crazy. It's goofy. Mm-hmm. It's not taking itself too seriously. There's humor in it, um, you know. And then, and then there's also a samurai in there. Kojiro, famously, mm-hmm. is in there. Um, and then the, it, you know, it ends on a cliffhanger because again, we're only at the end of round, you know, the start of round four is the cliffhanger that it ends off on. Mm-hmm. And we got Hercules going up against Jack the Ripper. Wow, what a in, matchup! In a in <laughs> like a steampunk London set mm. that. You know the Valkyries requested that Jack the Ripper be given, so it can only get more interesting from here. But if you recommend it to folks, it's it goes through like all of the anime tournament tropes mm-hmm. in those first three rounds. Like, oh no, <laughs> stakes are bad, and then two, some <laughs> twist happens and mm-hmm. the stakes get shaken up again. A and last minute three, entrant. Yeah. yeah, and then three. <laughs> Okay, maybe things are going mm-hmm. to be okay. So it y- mm-hmm. you gotta you gotta prime people for that. Mm-hmm. But I you know I loved it. Yeah, binged the whole th- you know. So it it I thoroughly recommend it to our and I and I mm-hmm. would like to cover it on this podcast eventually. Ooh, so can't wait for that. Um, aside from the big news, I do have one video game adjacent story that I think we can both comment on, and mm-hmm. that is our rediscovery of the love that is Yuffie. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, oh boy. 
after beating Fort Condor, even like the Grand Master, who I won't reveal mm -hmm. in an addictive game, I beat the first chapter of uh, Intergrade Yuffie Deluxe episode, whatever uh, we want to call it. Intermission. Intermission. The, the, yeah, her part is called Intermission. And as a boy... You know, my mind was jaded with thoughts of Aerith and Tifa. Like, yeah. oh, these are the two, right? There's no other one. Maybe Jesse. She stole my heart in the, the episodes, but that's a, the previous episode that we talked about Jesse yeah. and her love for acting, and she just wants to make it to the Gold Saucer and yeah. be, in a, be in a musical number. Uh, but our girl Yuffie, the whole time, she was sitting there, and she is perfect, Dan. Yeah. She is wonderful, joyous, exuberant. I'm worried about Sonun because <laughs> um, he's not in a lot of media <laughs> that's no. adjacent to Final Fantasy VII, so I do like their friendship on how he's always calling her boss, and there's a joy there to be had. Yeah. It's so short, but it's a great DLC that's only 20 bucks. Like, pick it up, and it comes with an upgrade that makes the game beautiful and wonderful, and, even more so than it originally was. And that's what that's what I gotta talk about. Like, we'll talk about Yuffie more in yes. a second, yeah. um, but... It, it it is gorgeous on on like the the PS5 now like it is mm -hmm. you know it just just in terms of like little quality of life stuff the NPCs in in like the sector sector 7 slums mm -hmm. and everything are like you know they all have distinct models now they're all doing things they fixed they're, the PS1 door yeah they're they're <laughs> they're sitting well yeah of course the, the infamous door, door. Yeah, they even like make you go past it, yeah. so they could prove that yeah, they did like, that. Look so. at it. Um, but no, it's just. I mean, the graphics are just phenomenal. The it feels like with a little bit more time, like everything has been cleaned up. Mm -hmm. You know, just just. I don't, I don't know. Phenomenally, it, yeah. it it again, it feels much more alive. Like they're able to do like crowd things now. Mm -hmm. you, you know, it, it it's just. You know, when you look up, you tilt the camera back, like when you're doing the, the first chapter with Yuffie, mm -hmm. and you're in, like, that pillar maintenance area, and you look up, mm -hmm. and it's got, like, the, the metal stuff against the skyline. It's yeah. just like, oh, like, yeah. this is... Gorgine. Yeah. And this is cyberpunk. Yeah. And I, I think Yuffie's gameplay, like, initially you're like, oh, it's a little bit different, but it's, like, fun combinations of using the materia that she so loves so yeah. much. She is the materia hunter. Um, and her uh, ninjutsu throwing star. I don't know the official name. Shuriken. Big big shuriken. Go I think for it's just like four point shuriken. Yeah. yeah. Fun gameplay. Yeah. And Sonin's, uh, uh, even though you can't directly control him, you can issue orders and there's fun team up attacks between them mm -hmm. that flow really nicely in the combat. Makes everything fun. You got new summons here. You got new sidelines and side stories with our major characters going on. Just this whole interworking web that Nomura and company have made for us yeah. in the Final Fantasy universe. That I, I mean, it's making me want to play the game again on hard mode. Yeah, with so many other games coming out so soon. Yeah, it's I. But no, like mm -hmm. like Yuffie is is. I hope that like. And it seems like they will, because it seems like with the pacing and everything, yeah. most of the main characters are going to to get like you know their chance to shine. Mm -hmm. Like I'm like I'm assuming that eventually, um, what's his name? Uh, Red. Well, Red, yeah, Red, and then um, Sid. Dirge of Sit. Oh, Vincent. Vincent. Yeah. It, Vincent is going to like. What about Kate Sith? Everyone's will, favorite. <laughs> well, no, he already showed up too. Yeah. Like he'll, they'll be there. It's just like they'll all get like a chance to, because they're not secrets anymore. Mm -hmm. So now they can use them yeah. to the full thing. And Yuffie's just great. She's like a shonen protagonist. Mm -hmm. She's got like the shonen goal. She's 
upbeat, you know. Oh, and the happy turtle theme. Yeah. All of them. The fun one, the heavy metal one. And I was just like, what is going on? Yeah, the here? emo one. It, they're, uh, all, they're all great. It, uh, it's I, I love that game. Yeah. One of one of my favorite games in the past couple of years is mm-hmm. the entire experience of it. Yep. And that's all I got aside from the big news, Dan. You got anything else before we go on through the docket? No, I've just mm. I've been I've been watching more of Jujutsu Kaisen, mm. making my way through that. I think I'm gonna do like another, you know, gonna gonna resume my viewing of JoJo because mm-hmm. that stupid record of Ragnarok final part made me think of it. So of I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go do some JoJo again. Mm. But other than that, you know, just again, the Gundam movies are out. Mm-hmm. I think Gundam Hathaway, if not out already, is mm. coming soon. Mm. So. uh... That's been looking pretty sweet with the animation, so... Just that stuff. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you were around, Dan, but a certain E3 happened. Mm. A Nintendo E3, and you know, I had out my rosary before, we lit the candles, and we prayed. Yeah. And for once, they listened to us in the long run of things. They gave us actual things. So, I mean, we've got a lot of headlines here to cover. Please interject, Mm -hmm. as you would. First, we got a Smash reveal. We're all predicting someone, maybe it's Crash... Maybe it's Doom Guy, who knows? But it's actually Kazuya from Tekken. Yeah, it was a surprise in a fun little trailer where he's murdering everyone. Yeah, racking I, up the bodies. Kazuya makes sense. Yeah, it, it, it's Tekken. Tekken finally has a rep. Yeah, Bandai Namco helped make the a, game. A so. lot of people were expecting Heihachi though over yeah. Kazuya, but I could see this too. He has the interesting like demon or devil Kazuya gimmick. Yeah, where he gets wings and very anime, very good, but. No one was right with this prediction. I've never seen that online. So yeah. once again, Sakurai laughs in our face and goes, "You thought?" No, no. People were like, "What?" Yeah. 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 So, but he Sakurai likes his fighting game characters. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he, and now he's got like a rep from I think like everyone that he loves. So it's mm. yeah, I, I'm pleased. Yep. Yeah. Next, they gave us Mario Party with functioning online <laughs> and classic boards. Dan, all we can ask. What more could a boy ask for than a classic Mario Party? A game of skill or luck, depending on how you look at it. That spaceport boy. Yeah, that, uh, that's... They brought back Peach's birthday cake, mm. and we both got something we could enjoy in yeah. that game. Um, I necessarily bought it. I think they could expand upon it in DLC or, like, buy some more boards, which they might do. But I'm just glad they're listening to us and said, this is the only thing we wanted out of Mario Party is give us the old boards. Yeah. It's all we want. And it took them forever, but finally it appears that they have listened. Yeah, old boards and no gimmicks. That's like, you want to play classic Mario Party with your friends, Mm -hmm. and that's, you know, Mm -hmm. no... None of this newfangled stuff. Yep. Uh, next, I have down Monkey Ball celebrating the twentieth. <laughs> not not the ooh that Dan necessarily wanted, but an ooh that we needed. Yeah. It yeah. looks fun. Once again, a remaster, which a lot of Nintendo adjacent people or video game fans were like, "Oh, Nintendo's just remastering anything." But when Nintendo does it, they do it well. Yeah. And it's been so long since we've seen our I I and <laughs> whatever they named Don Gong Gong and the other monkey names. <laughs> I love Monkey Ball. Yeah, I'm it's gonna, fun. Yeah. And I think that it lends itself pretty well to the Switch. Yeah. Like I, you know, it it, it was one thing to, you know, getting like the tilt mechanics in like with just a controller or whatever, but I think on the Switch with the gyroscope and everything, it'll be it's, it'll be a good portable game. Mm-hmm. We're never getting Kirby Tilt and Tumble back, but, no. you know, we'll get Monkey Ball, so yeah. that's that's fine. Yep. Uh, next, another classic series, revived or rebooted camped 
Does that make sense? <laughs> My favorite announcement. Advance Wars? Yes. Yeah. Oh. I, I, I've... I always thrilled. thought Grant was the Advance Wars person. Maybe both of you are, and yeah. I kind of just meshed that together in my mind and my hope. But yes, Advance Wars Reboot Camp 1 and 2 is back. I'm glad to see it. Uh, they're doing, like, the um, Link's Awakening toy figure thing. Yeah. Instead of the... I mean, we missed the 2D sprites, but the heart and soul is still there, and it's cute. Yeah, and they got, over. like, the, the Shantae-ish yeah. art for all yeah, of Yeah, because WayForward is doing it, so yeah. it's the same company. But yeah, I'm, I'm happy that Advance Wars is back. Looks great, as always. Um, hopefully if this does well, they'll bring us Days of Ruin, which is the gritty DS Mm -hmm. sequel to that, which had a really dark story, but it was still, like, Advance Wars gameplay, which I love, too, but I think it's great. Another fun announcement from the vault that they gave us. Uh, Danganronpa Collection, which Dan Mm -hmm. hasn't been introduced yet, but I think he'll really like it. It's, it's like, I'm, I'm more of a Phoenix Wright person, because that's my type of humor, and, uh, I like it a little bit more, but Danganronpa is more like anime whodunit. With zany antics and a killer bear. Yeah. So I think you'd be into that. Yeah. Too. I'm gonna dabble. Um, they're porting the the um, Fatal Frame game from the Wii U because no one played it and that's actually a very good Fatal Frame, mm-hmm. which I was excited for. Um, I think that's all the minor announcements. Then we got, you know, something we never dreamed of before. Metroid. Yeah, Samus yeah. is back. And oh, I should, oh, I, should yeah. I should I, sh- I want to clarify, yeah. you know, uh, Advance Wars and Metroid were... Neck and neck. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I think just slightly, because I wasn't expecting Advance Wars mm-hmm. to ever get anything again, mm-hmm. but I love how, the, I love 2D Metroid, so yeah. this, you know, sequel to Fusion, mm-hmm. a follow-up to it finally. Um, At last. And it's like, Metroid Dread was one of those things that's existed as like an internet urban legend mm-hmm. for... Years in the annals of history, Dan. Because apparently they wanted to do something like this after Fusion came out, mm-hmm. but they couldn't get the tech right to mm-hmm. do it. Yeah. So then they moved on to other projects, like other, you know, th- like the DS games and stuff. Mm-hmm. And but the name Metroid Dread was was somehow made its way into the ether, and then yep. to have it finally announced is just uh, you know. Yeah, I love 2D magic. Like, all right, I gotta. Yeah. That's my. That was my fave announcement. I gotta. I gotta. I'll yeah. backtrack. That. That was probably my most pleasing. <laughs> oh, it was most pleasing for me because I screamed. <laughs> it was wonderful, Dad. Yeah. That it's 2D Metroid brought back. We got Glados, Killer Robot, Emmy. Even though we, some of you probably haven't gotten the Amiibo or Collector's Edition, but that's a story for another day. <laughs> <laughs> I, I only because of your timely intervention did well, I manage to scoop that. I don't we'll know see. how I managed to do that, but I finagled my way into that as well. The bots were, as <laughs> as Samus has yeah. to face the bots. bots. Were <laughs> so too do we. Um, something that is interest is that they say this is the end of the Metroid saga. Whatever that means, they're pulling a Kingdom Hearts. Be that are the Metroids finally going to be gone? What do we call the series from this point? Is it just a new story arc? Mm-hmm. Um, interesting to see where the future goes, but I think a lot of people showed their hype for Metroid, and we actually got something for it. Yeah. Um, and it's by the same people who did the Samus Returns. Yeah, which was great, so. Yeah. And I'm happy for that. Yeah. Um, and then, in uh, Zelda Dad's Anuma <laughs> mm-hmm. comes out, and he's like, well, I've got one thing to show you. Shows this DLC for... Uh, Breath of Calamity or whatever it's called, Breath of the Wild. Age of Calamity. Age of Calamity, which is fine. It's great. I'm like, oh, you got more up your sleeve. You know what we really want to end the show with. It looks great. You can play as a guardian. Fun, fun, fun for the whole family. Then he pulls out the Zelda Anniversary Game & Watch and is like, ah, here's what you've really been waiting for. (laughs) 
I'm like, all right, this uh, you can play with Link on a clock. It's great. Some people are going to buy it. $50, fine. You got our money, Nintendo. Then they're like, oh, here's what you really wanted to see in this... We are not calling it Breath of the Wild 2. We're not revealing its surname or whatever right now. Yeah, because um, it would spoil it, apparently. So, But God, if I was, like, in the hype for the original Breath of the Wild, I wasn't as hyped until that one trailer before it came out. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, all right, now I'm into this. This trailer, Dan, hyped me up so much. Yeah. Because we've got Zelda being thrown into, like, the underground. We've got Float Niles. We've got Link in a, a toga. Falling through the skies. Yeah. With robot hand. Robot hand. His hair is down. <laughs> the summer can begin. I'm just so pumped for this. No, and and it recontextualizes, because we've been shooting the shit for, you know, months now about mm-hmm. why Skyward Sword got the port first. Yeah, it and makes sense now. it's tying into this, seemingly, and mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, they, okay. Yeah. That was a third reason I wasn't expecting, because... Mm-hmm. We're going back to the skies. Yeah. So. A lot of people thinking that this could be another link in an alternate timeline mm-hmm. with time powers, and you do both simultaneously, which is interesting. They did show Skyward Sword, which, as Dan has said many times, that's like one of his faves. Mm-hmm. And it's getting a port soon Yes. Um, to Switch. Uh, what was I going to say? It was like, oh, they're not working on any other Switch projects at the time, which makes sense because Breath of the Wild 2 yeah. seems like a big game, but where's my Wind Waker port? Mm-hmm. I I still say only a matter of time, but yeah. I, like I, I would imagine that they're going to save that for mm-hmm. uh, maybe when the Switch Two inevitably happens, mm-hmm. they'll like I don't know, bundle it or yeah. something. Yeah. However, yeah. I eh. <laughs> I just can't see people seeing that uh, saying that Nintendo didn't show off anything because they're showed off things that are being released in the next three months, mm-hmm. and we still have the likes of Breath of the Wild, Splatoon three. We got all these other gems, Bayonetta, which apparently design is going fine on it, but they didn't want to show us anything for some reason. Yeah, Pokemon, Pokemon, so, yeah. It, it, the hits I, keep coming, and they I, don't stop coming. It felt like, you know, Nintendo had, I mean, I don't know how seriously people are going to take either of us on this, because mm-hmm. we, you know, we, we Nintendo shills, but yes. they felt like they had the most, one of the most exciting presentations in terms of, like, mm-hmm. you know, what they were looking forward to showing off. Yeah. Like, and I'm not saying that everything else, you know, I, I, I don't own an Xbox, but I've, I've always kept an eye on the Halo franchise, mm-hmm. and... Halo Infinite looks pretty cool, like, Mm -hmm. free online play, and, you know, a new, like, dork Cortana who (laughs) has to help you stop evil Cortana, like, Mm -hmm. yeah, like, I, that looked cool, Guardians of the Galaxy looks interesting, Mm -hmm. the the himbo, life is strange, (laughs) emotional journey, yeah, yeah, (laughs) the true colors, Dan's like, I'll play it. No, you won't. No, you won't. You'll just mock me playing it, Dan. I know you. I can see your red aura. Yeah. That signifies that he's mad. Uh, oh, Final Fantasy Chaos. Yeah, Chaos. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, I mean, it was fine. Nintendo just really pulled through with E3. Yeah. I'm glad. For I, once. Yeah, I mean, there was, and it just feels like they're moving away from the need to even do these E3 things. Yeah. Um, it was like, Sony didn't, didn't bring, like, a specific, like, they didn't, they didn't do their own show. Mm-hmm. Even what Xbox was showcasing, like, anything that they showed off, I think, is either PC or Xbox exclusive, so mm-hmm. it wasn't, it's not across the board. Only Psychonauts 2, which is coming, but yeah. 
you know, they got that window first. So, I don't know. I, I just, it's, it feels like as more time passes, we're <laughs> getting away from the need for this, but mm. I'm assuming that they're just going to keep the same date every year because it's... Well, they did get the most viewership out of all the conferences this year in relation to Nintendo. Oh. So, which is huh. good. That be like, we like these, maybe show more? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. make more video games? Yeah. Free well, money? We do like more video games. Yes. That, that would yeah. be nice. So. Even though we don't have the time, but that has, that's all the anime video game life-adjacent news that I have this week to share. Yeah, I, yep. I, I would say we, we covered it. Yep, I guess that counts as our tangent too because I don't have one. Mm-hmm. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> no, I, I figured we would discuss the news at hand instead. Mm. Uh, mm. Did we do it justice? Our promised monkey ball spectacular, <laughs> so we did. Yeah, I just love that. It's like, an ooh, celebrating an anniversary, Dan. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh well... Another potential piece of video game news, mm. Silent Hill might be happening. Oh yeah, I saw that too. The, uh, the Ruse Cruise <laughs> um, abandoned game, that or abandoned studio mm-hmm. or something, that something got posted on Twitter that maybe wasn't supposed to be posted, or mm. it's teasing something, but there might be a Silent Hill game in development. Ooh, so. too spooky for me. You won't catch me in Silent Hill. <laughs> historically, you know, because again, Kojima's not doing that stuff anymore, mm-hmm. with them at least, but a lot of other games that um, Konami put out have been made under, like, dummy studios to get to throw people off the trail. So maybe we'll get another Silent Hill thing. I mean, we're in a good stretch for horror games, so if they think there's the potential to make some cash, I would imagine that they could do that. Mm -hmm. So, and, well, yeah, and Village DLC coming, so. Mm. So get excited. Yeah. Get hype. Um, Should we resume the Summer of Cyborg now? I'd say so. All right. Well, remind me, what did we watch last? What happened to our intrepid cyborgs? Um, they, you know, they battled 0013. There was a penguin. Oh, wait, no, that was the episode I watched that I skipped over. Um, 0013. And then they, they went to retrieve Threw his... a little girl somewhere. Yeah, and, and then they, they went down to retrieve his cyborg brain, mm-hmm. um, in that episode that ended up being... A comedy spectacular Benny Hill sketch. Yeah. Um, and they got a clue that, um... Black Ghost might have a base in the Antarctic, mm-hmm. so that's where they were heading yeah. when we last left them. Mm-hmm. And we're so. going to skip right over that Antarctic yes. adventure today as we watch episodes 11, 13, 14, and 15. I did skip a few that uh, didn't fit as well into this four-episode episode, if that makes any sense, mm-hmm. but I think that these four work really well together. I did take notes on the plot and um, some extra tidbits that we can get to in the drawing board slash Dr. Gilmore's lab once mm-hmm. more. So the drawing board has a very profound nose this time (laughs) as he sniffs out the science. Yes. (laughs) Um, Episode 11. So I'm glad that I got this batch of episodes because I went, oh boy, do I remember this Francois specific Mm -hmm. episode where she returns to Paris in Christmas time (laughs) and relives her trauma through ballet. And I went, hmm, this does. And I think it comes back again. I think she has another episode like this later on. But I was like, oh boy, do I remember this episode. But episode 11, Francois' plotline, is clearly a reference to one of my favorite films, Powell and Pressburger's 1948 dance-slash-cinema masterpiece, The Red Shoes, uh, which is noted for its technicolor that Powell and Pressburger has always pushed in their sh- uh, their movies, like uh, Black Narcissus. Um, uh, it's in the midst of life or death, or 
in the middle of life or death. But anyways, it's a different topic. I'm going to show Dan these movies before he dies. Mm-hmm. That's another thing. Um, and it's just a film reference that I love and directors from Del Toro to Scorsese love as well. Not to be confused with the Christmas shoes, correct? No, not <laughs> not. I want to buy you these shoes, even though it does happen at Christmas. But I'm glad that this got a film reference in it. Um, episode 12, which is one episode that I am skipping over yet again. Uh, I think this would have been a Dan favorite episode. But uh, the design for the robot Scarecrow is similar to the robot Garakuta from the manga GR number no. 5 and Isaac from The Way of Ryu. Hmm. Um, it's just a quirky robot who joins uh, 6, 7, and 5, I believe, on an island adventure. I love that one episode of Pokemon where the Pokemon get real big. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then this friendly robot comes, and he's made an additional member of the team that I hope gets referenced again, but I doubt we'll ever see again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it was cute. <laughs> and then episode 14 and 15, the Republic, the Republic of Muamba is geographically based on the remote village of Muamba Mulolo in the Democratic Republic of the Congo. During the era of the manga's creation, the Congo was under an alliance with the Soviet Union, suffered a coup at its leader, and became it then became a dictor, dictatorship. Uh, the Metal X conflict presented in these episodes mirrors the real-world events of the 21st century as the war erupts in Africa over precious resources such as diamonds. Uh, episode 14 and 15 loosely adapted the Vietnam arc from the manga. Cool. So I remember last time you had like little things of what was happening in the manga at the same time mm-hmm. and what was happening in the series here. Um, I could give you the thoughts of episode 10, but I think we're going to watch them first just so it's fresh in our mind mm-hmm. and it makes sense. But any thoughts on what to expect on the episodes we watch today? Um, I too remember this Christmas in Paris <laughs> episode. Like, that's, I told you, it's one of those, like, sensor, like, it, it, yeah. it just, I, that has stuck with me for a long-ass time, mm-hmm. watching that on Toonami. Something about how that episode is, is just crafted, is beautiful. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm just, I, you know, I'm happy to be getting some 004 backstory. Mm. Uh, 003. 003, oh. My, 003, my. 007, and 008 are the featured episodes, okay. yeah. Uh, Oh, that's that, of course. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I again, I feel like again as we go through more of them, get their time to shine and everything. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So again, because we got a huge cast here. Yeah. We love all these characters, so we want to make sure that they get a little bit of time to do stuff until Joe can, mm. <laughs> you know. Yep. It was invisible. I didn't see it. Oh my god! Still. <laughs> Wake up in a cold sweat and think about that. That's our cyborg flashback. Could you give me a better definition of it, Joe? It was invisible. Not exactly what I was going for. Did it have a nose? Mm. <laughs> and a face with two eyes. <laughs> Anyways, join us, won't you, for a globe-tropping adventure. We're going from Paris to London to the Republic of Muamba. <laughs> uh, yeah. And the foggy London mists settle in. Then it's time I tell you about a production I once starred in many years ago. Oh, God.
We're back, audience, and all I have to say is, <laughs> it'll make sense in the long run of things. But this, this show doesn't stop giving us these these little gems. <laughs> just Joe and, and Jet. Jet. That's the only two that really they don't fit into the rest of the bunch here. <laughs> the emotional stakes aren't equivocal. <laughs> yes. Uh, but any thoughts on episodes 11, 13, 14, and fifteen before going into detail? Good batch, mm. it, like gives us character development for a lot of uh, you know, far fave cyborgs. Mm-hmm. You know, their backstory is kind of what they're fighting for, and emphasizing you know that that black ghosts are indeed dicks. So it, yeah, it, yeah, it all, always reinforces that. So. Good cinematography here too, mm-hmm. with like some of the zoom outs and pulling the focus away. Yeah, <laughs> I would say that the the dub doesn't do a good job at some things. Like, a certain person has a British accent, but it's the worst British accent I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> yeah. And you would think that 007 Seven. would, but... Mm. Mm. No, <laughs> I guess not. Maybe he wasn't born there. That was just, you know, where he lived. He went there for acting. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The London Academy. <laughs> well, all right. So we're going to get into the nitty gritty here, starting with the episode that we skipped. Episode 10, Operation, and I think it is pronounced Aurora's. I think of Aurora's, as you said, the Pokemon. Yeah, the, the dinosaur. The, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pearly Ice Dinosaur. But I skipped this one primarily because, well, let's get into the plot. Just to give a little bit of what we missed. So the cyborg team hijacked a black ghost airplane over the South Pole. And it turns out that the pilots are holding a young woman hostage. Her name is Cynthia and her father is a scientist. He has left her alone for several years to complete an evil weapon that the Black Ghost has tricked him into constructing. The heroes infiltrate the base with the leader of Black Ghost, activates the weapon, and emits a high-frequency sound that almost disables the cyborgs. With things looking bleak, 006 burrows under the ice, thereby cracking it and causing the machine to explode. Uh, Breakout Star is, to my knowledge, unnamed antagonist of this base (laughs) It's literally just Waluigi with a whip tan. Yes. It it's uncanny. He has a whip. He has a mustache. It's yeah. like Waluigi's there. Well, we discussed that last time when we left off th- yeah. that there was a Waluigi coming, but um Cynthia and her father, Professor Findel or Findels, I couldn't get the pronunciation down right. It, relationship is good, and Cynthia has some good emotional beats uh, realizing her father's love/profession is built on uh, is not built out of revenge but out of stopping all weapons since her mother had been killed, shocker, by a weapon. Mm -hmm. So Cynthia's like, you make weapons! And then it's revealed at the end, like, no, this weapon disables all other weapons. That's why the cyborgs are so affected by it. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, Cynthia's scenes with 009 are a bit more poignant when she is conflicted at realizing who she's helping or that the people helping her are also weapons because she has this thing like no weapons policy Mm -hmm. she's sick of all weapons and she doesn't want any of that and joe has unwillingly lost part of his humanity and there's a teary-eyed um uh, farewell on that uh the mad machine or this weapon uh causes all the cyborgs great pain and screws with their powers zero zero three is very harshly affected because of her powers of sight and hearing Mm -hmm. and it's a very um kind of scary scene with her screaming in intense pain Mm -hmm. um uh but at least in the Japanese dud, the acting pulled off. I just skipped this because I think it had a better flow with the four uh, continuity, getting to know the characters a bit more. But mm-hmm. it's not a bad episode in any means. It explains oh, yeah. why they go to the Arctic. They find this base there. The mad machine is destroyed. And then they go on their merry way mm-hmm. to France and and um, Britain yeah. and Africa. Um, episode 11, a favorite of mine, a Christmas Eve mirage slash vision. So I remember this one poignantly. 
I don't know if Francois gets another ballet-themed episode with her brother again, or if this is the one that I remember, but I distinctly remember this one in detail. Yeah, I I was thinking of a different yeah. Christmas it might be, or it winter. It might be that one, yeah. Yeah, because there's another one where they're all in a restaurant together, mm. and mm-hmm. it's like snowing in the city, so it, it, yeah. I'm not I'm not sure, but mm. yeah. Alright, so Francois, or Younger003, has a flashback in 1948 watching Powell and Pressburger's The Red Shoes, a classique in my opinion, uh, based on the fairy tale of Red Shoes, which does not end well in the movie and this ends tragically, so I'm surprised that Francois is able to, like, keep up the chipper attitude with that. <laughs> well, and that is an interesting, yeah. like, she takes the, I mean, we see The dance on. aspect, yeah. which is the main, like, it's one of the most poignant dance scenes in all of cinema, mm-hmm. so I think that's what she took away with her, but yes. Um, I do enjoy that. This inspires the young Francois to dance on that day, to which I replied, what dance studio was open after you saw this film? Hmm? Run by witches, perhaps? Mm. I don't know. Uh, primarily, ballet is her speci- uh, specialty. Uh, an episode right up my alley. Princess Tutu stands, rise up, future watch on the pod. It's, <laughs> we're getting there. Dan will be a stand of Princess Tutu before the podcast ends. Um, uh, sees herself as the heroine until Black Ghost took all that away. Bum, bum, bum. Uh, just outside of Paris, the dolphin is anchored and Francois, uh, wants to visit her old home. Joe says he will pick her up following the Christmas Eve festivities. Uh, relationship between the two can still hear the rest of the cyborgs are worried on the ship. So we get this constant 006-007 banter, which is the comedic heart of the team as we mm-hmm. bring up every episode. Um, but they're discussing, like, never revealing how old she really is, but she can hear this conversation now and 007 bites his tongue and goes, oh. Yeah. Like, I don't want to offend her. Um, 002 says, it must be a sentimental journey into her past. <laughs> <laughs> and then Dr. Gilmore, ah, Christmas in Paris. I remember it well. We could all use a break, especially mm-hmm. her. Uh, Francois gets coffee and wanders through the streets. Memories of her brother, Jean-Paul. Which was interesting. Mm. I, I don't I don't know why it was... Fra- like, it, it could have just easily been a lost lover, but yeah. maybe they thought they've done that trope too many times. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but... These two are awful yeah. close for siblings. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> mm, it was a different time. <laughs> Uh, Francois going through the streets and comments that outside hasn't changed, but the people she knows are gone. And it does like that cinematic thing where the screen goes sepia and we see flashes from her past mm-hmm. in her old apartment going, John Paul, you're a capable pilot doing tricks, but the money isn't worth it. <laughs> I'll do anything I want. Uh, do anything for you, sis. <laughs> Yeah, which I thought was building up to his stunts yeah. were going to get him killed, like nope. the uh, the South Park flashback, but yeah. uh, <laughs> nope. Francois has received an offer to dance at what I assume is the Paris Ballet Company. Uh, there's a bond between these two. Jean-Paul supports Francois, but she desires independency and worries about her brother in her dad's old plane performing stunts for money. Be a great ballerina. I'll always be there. But as Dan said, he wasn't. He wasn't. Or was he? Well, uh, yeah, we, mm. well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, she passes some young ballerina. My jeté looks funky. <laughs> I noticed that line. Uh, recalls one of her old friends, Natalie, who bears a striking resemblance to one of uh, the girls present. Uh, maybe she's a ballet groupie, huh? Because she has that moment where it's like, oh, I thought you were someone. And they're like, all right, old lady. <laughs> yeah. Well, even then, because it's not that it, she, because she doesn't look like an old lady. She just, yeah. she's just standing like, oh, I, I knew someone a long time, a long time, time ago. Yeah. Ballet groupie. So yeah. What is she on? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I put this as me soul-searching because Francois just constantly internal monologue the entire episode. Yeah. 
wandering the streets of Paris. On the Dolphin, Gilmore prepares a Christmas feast. 004 is stony, and 007 speaks on his theater troupe, Christmas parties. Uh, Britain is the next stop. Uh, 004 has a nice moment explaining that being frozen is better off than living in fascist Berlin. Yes. Um, which is, you know, it makes sense. It Also, his girlfriend is t- so. Well, yeah. Well, and these these give us good moments yeah. to like for the characters to like bounce stuff off of each other, and that's how we get some development for it. Like zero zero four doesn't give a shit about going back to where he mm-hmm. his old life because his old life was ruined right before that. Yeah. So, and you know, and even with Francois, it's like her whole she interprets the moral of the red shoes as mm-hmm. being able to dance forever, not you know. It, yeah. They all throughout these little spills they give us it. it gives us insight into how they're working so Mm -hmm. francois feels as if she's being followed she runs into a discotheque uh trying to pinpoint her pursuer oh no headache and then we get do you want some water so i don't know what happened in the scene because we see this device on her Mm -hmm. in this already so i don't know if it happened like while she was at the bar or before then or when she bumped into someone at the club and then apparently it gets disabled by someone or her emotions. There's a lot up in the air in this episode. Yeah, it could have been any one of those moments. Yeah. Like, it could have been when she was feeling weird in the crowd, yeah. or it could have been, like, in the discotheque. But, yeah, I, I, we see that it's a little tiny device on her neck that's flashing. Mm-hmm. Um, and presumably it's inducing these illusions, because yeah. the, the discotheque turns into the surgeons <laughs> yeah. at Black Ghost. More presumably. things that Darren Aronofsky stole. Yes. It's very Black Swan-esque. Yeah, uh, Mm. without a doubt. Um, 003 stumbles around, groggy, to an abandoned piazza. I tried researching where this is in the outskirts of Paris. We're just going to blame it on the go-go juice that the tracker is putting (laughs) into her, I assume. Uh, Paris is too quiet. It's Christmas Eve, after all. There should be more festivities. Uh, 003 sees the same girl from earlier, now appearing as Natalie. Natalie turns on Francois. How dare you stop dancing? We shared this dream. Um, during the old times, another flashback, Francois reached the top of the profession and it was all her, all their dreams at this company, but she was chosen among them. Yes. So there was a reason for her never to quit ballet. The Jonathan and Dan flashback, like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Promise me you'll never stop dancing, Dan. Clap, clap, clap. (laughs) Sarcastically. (laughs) Uh, But fate changed that. Obviously, Black Ghost was all a ruse when she thought she got this prime ballet position. She was taken into a car, drugged, and then trapped and operated on by Black Ghost Mm -hmm. to become the cyborg. She was cryogenically frozen and forgot about ballet because of all this trauma present. Uh, You must dance. Gargoyles come to life and Natalie transforms into one. Gets a little odd, gets a little crazy. Yeah, and we don't we don't actually know what's because at one point well, she's very sh- dreamlike too. Like, yeah, yeah, she she shoots one of the gargoyles mm-hmm. and it just crumbles to st- like not yeah. machinery, it's just stone. So yeah. it could just it these are it could purely be hallucinations. She just shot Madeline who was walking by. Hopefully she didn't. <laughs> yeah. That like that's what I was thinking yeah. it was building to. Like it was going to get her to shoot like a, a random child. passerby yeah. or whatever, but no, Madeline, I mean, appendix aside. She'd be like sitting ducks, 12 little girls in two straight lines. <laughs> uh, elsewhere, Joe searches for 003. She was always so prompt. She must not be okay. Uh, 003 tries to flee, but runs into Jean-Paul. Clearly not him. He's creepy. Uh, and then there's some horrible body horror in yeah. this scene where Jean-Paul just melts away saying, you need to dance. Yeah, and it's a different approach to because you assume that these are going to be like cyborg doppelgangers that Black Ghost set in to dick with people like they always do, but mm-hmm. they are just seemingly like horrible illusions. So yeah. It, it's yeah. 
uh, very Cronenbergian. Uh, 003 falls down a set of stairs, a ballerina's worst enemy, and uh, she passes out as Natalie overlooks that. Um, next we see her, Francois is in like a dreamlike image with her as a ballerina performing for her fans and audience, and she can't stop dancing, a la the red shoes. Uh, Joe rushes to an abandoned church once again somewhere outside of Paris, I assume, and finds 003 dancing on a crumbling balcony. In her vision of the cyborg vision of herself tries to stop Francois from dancing. This in turn is Joe. Uh, 003 tries to shoot Joe and succeeds uh, to do so, dancing against my life. Uh, once she shoot jo- shoots Joe, she wakes up and realizes that she didn't shoot Joe. Yeah, I don't... This scene is telegraphed very weird yeah. like i don't know what it was supposed to be signifying that like because i thought she was gonna actually shoot joe and mm-hmm. then that would snap her out of it yeah. but like it y- y- you know it, it's not joe is like slightly to the left yeah. of where he the bolt like and then the, there's a so. firework and that kind of snaps her out of it like look at the fireworks yeah i, I it was it was a little it got a little weird like the, mm-hmm. you know it could have ended i think clearer. it was her shooting her like past self kind of sort of and then coming to terms with joe i guess you know as someone I, else she loves over well because she jean claude <laughs> jean claude van damme i guess i guess I I, I, there's a lot of ways you could take it and then like to add to the mystery the people of paris are celebrating merry christmas joe and 003 watch and then we see this biplane from the 40s again <laughs> that's been around because it led joe there and then it disappears so yeah. like it's her, it's their plane. Is her brother still alive? I don't remember. Well, he fades, so yeah. it's a, it's, it's a ghost, but we don't know the nature of, it could be like 003's psychic powers are doing something. Mm-hmm. Like that's, if I had to default to yeah. an explanation, it's like part of her was mentally reaching out and conjured the plane mm-hmm. image to like get Joe there maybe, mm-hmm. but who's to say? I, yeah. Yep. And then on the dolphin, Dr. Gilmore reveals that the brainwave control device was there, and it could be a warning from Black Skull uh, in order to damage 003's psyche. The control device had already been broken, so that, I was like, did her brother break it? Did she break it out of her wills merging together? It stops flashing when she falls down the stairs. Mm -hmm. So a slight tumble. Yeah, well, no, no, literally, like, it, it stops glowing red when she falls down slightly back those you know this, mm-hmm. so I, I don't i don't know it well they're just unsure yeah. too they're like it could be a lot of things yeah um and then francois reveals that she's dreaming the ending to the red shoes and she dreams of her brother dancing with her again <laughs> yeah mm. <laughs> okay but, but again yeah we, we get this thing like you know even though people interpret it as a scary thing she would love to dance yeah. forever yeah so yeah um good zero zero three uh, plot building yeah here. uh episode 12 mystical island we are also skipping so in this episode 005 006 and 007 shipwreck on a black ghost occupied island zany adventures ensue uh starts off examining geronimo jr's understanding of nature trying to provide for britain and chang's comedic foil in this moment so i was like oh okay 005 gets some moments here i like him as a character mm-hmm. um so i thought i would stop here but after discovering an abandoned Black Ghost weapons base, a sentry robot supports and befriends the cyborgs, particularly 006. So it veers from a 005 story into a 006 story, which I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. We could just pick one. 
um, who befriends this uh, thing and gives him the name Scarecrow, so mm-hmm. to endear him and humanize him. Um, as the group is attacked by security robots and the imminent threat of an exploding island, Scarecrow defends the cyborg, stops the self-destruct timer, and gets wrecked in the process. Chang is very tearful in the classic human-robot trope. Uh, the gang repair Scarecrow in 006 makes him an honorary cyborg, cape and all, vowing to return for him when his job is over and Black Ghost is defeated. Which I can only hope happens, because he's sitting on this island. Yeah, Pidgeot style. Yeah. yeah we'll see. Uh, 005, 006, and 007 are picked up in the Dolphin and continued towards Great Britain. Skipped because filler, but good emotional filler and fun moments for these three. But we must move on. Besides, 11 and 13 are key Jonathan episodes, <laughs> and there was no way I was not putting them back to back. So just when you thought ballet was enough, huh? We go to episode 0013, London Fogs. And it's a flashback on Great Britain, GB007, whatever you want to call him, as an actor with hair. Uh, and the worst English accent, British accent that I've ever he heard. Had, he had cloud strife hair in his youth. It so. makes no sense. Um, he's with his friend, oh my god, Sophie, who's accent isn't even british it's just like an amalgamation of sounds yes it's very hard to describe and she says that sir Oliveira, i don't know who that name is he must be up and up in the theater community in britain (laughs) over there uh has recognized zero zero or um gb's talents offering him a chance to perform at the london academy leaving his own troupe during a production of the mist of london Oh, you think that Sir is probably uh, L- Laurence Olivier? Like they're yeah, they're, they're, that's the parody. They don't they don't yeah. want to get in trouble. I, I think you touched upon it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, a woman friend tells him to go and don't miss this opportunity. Her name is Sophie. In the present, the cyborgs are in London. Zero zero six and zero zero seven are shopping for two weeks of groceries. Um, it's been seventeen or eighteen years since zero zero seven was home. Uh, they stopped at a Tesco, obviously, or maybe a Sainsbury. <laughs> we'll never be able to tell. These are London groceries. Oh, uh, you've, of course. You've never been. <laughs> uh, 007 is out of it, reminiscing in the big smoke. Uh, at a power plant, 005 and 008 question a worker. And this is a blink or you miss it scene, but... 008's like, so what do you got in these tankers? The only thing that I, I can think is that they're refueling the dolphin. Yeah, and that's it. that that wherever they go 005 and 8 are in charge of like getting fuel for Mm -hmm. the or like conning people out like i don't know because they're not going to be able to fill up an airship inconspicuously so i don't know how this and you think why is this here and it's there for the end of the episode and no other reason uh 007 wants to hang around a bit after shopping and says to 006 that he will meet up later meanwhile 006 like i'm gonna buy a whole cow for all the people I have to feed for two weeks were in London. Yeah. Um, and he's making liver and onions later for dinner. So don't be late. Uh, 007 sadly thinks in a pub on his glory days. Obviously some Shakespeare that he starred in. Maybe a Marlowe. Uh, premieres, galas, woman, <laughs> paparazzi, <laughs> the works. But Sophie watches GB live a glamorous life from the shadows. <laughs> yeah, presumably he has forgotten yeah. the little people. And, you know, that's part of his Fame's character a fickle mitch, yeah. Mistress Dan. <laughs> he, she, he, I wouldn't remember you. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> As I succumb to TB in the yeah. gutters. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he stumbles through the off-West End, I must assume, because this is not a West End production of <laughs> Mist of London at his old theater troupe rehearsal. Very on-the-nose, kind of 
theatrical play. It's just about like, oh, I love you, the mist of London, and there's some political intrigue going on in this play that doesn't exist. <laughs> they do say mist of London many they times. Do, yeah. yeah. Uh, zero zero three. We're also walking around London. Uh, she senses slash hears the sound of static or buzzing uh, and runs into a man. I thought this would be important, but it isn't. Yeah, he's, just he's just like a like a football fan. Yeah, <laughs> just, just runs into someone, I guess. Um, put down as 007 was watching. This is clearly not a West End theater. Uh, 007 claps for the performers and introduces himself as GB. The cast reacts with glee. Oh, it must be GB, the famous actor. Uh, must have seemed crude. Not at all. It was very pedestrian. <laughs> I too got my start on the small stage. And he offers to buy 10 tickets for opening night, which is the next day. They're not ready, Dan. Oh. Um, the female lead looks on. Afterwards, she walks out with 007 and says, like, come take a walk with me. Well, just as, like, I do think it was cute that he bought the 10 tickets, presumably for the rest of the, yes, the crew. We and never see they, that. They're gonna, they don't, they don't yeah. get to go there, but, you know, there's a baby in Dulce. <laughs> so, you know. Undoubtedly, 001 would be crying, but probably because the acting's so bad. There's a baby in a New Yorker, so yeah. <laughs> I ain't never been to anything so fancy before. This never happened in the Bronx. <laughs> uh, but uh, he goes to a walk with the, for a walk with this woman. They take the tube. They buy lilies. And I was like, oh, I see where this is going. Her name is Rosa. Rosa buys some flowers. Uh, they arrive at the cemetery and she lays flowers on <gasps> Gasp Sophie's grave with the last year blocked out. So yeah. we don't have anything in the timeline to add, even though it's like around the same-ish time. Like it was back in the day, but not that back in the day. Yeah, it's... like the later we go in the numbers, the more recent they're getting. Yeah, yeah. I, I I think that most of this is supposed to be when it aired, but yeah, we don't we don't. Yeah, you know, I mean for obvious reasons they don't want to confirm that. So mm-hmm. uh, my Sophie, and then zero zero seven's piecing together is this my child? <laughs> <laughs> but she goes, no, you're not my father. Sophie was distraught and moved in with another actor. And I'm not your daughter. Zero zero seven offers to help Rosa, but she denies it, saying that. Uh, he left them all in the time that they needed them the most. He forgot the little people in his life and she just wanted to tell him off before anything else. So, yeah. bye. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll get back to this. Yeah. It was an interesting little plot here, but we'll we'll get back to it. Uh, the there's end. more flashbacks with like me and Dan living together. I'm sorry, Great Britain and Sophie living together. And uh, 007 mourns at the grave. The rest of the cyborgs wait in the hotel room that they're sharing together. This one room with yeah, I baby Gilmore and all the rest. Uh, I don't know. Do they sleep? They sleep, right? Yeah, they yeah they sleep. Yeah, it's Ivan sleeps. Maybe it's like a suite. They have other rooms <laughs> mm. that I don't know. Mm. Must pay well to be a cyborg then. Uh, but zero zero three shares her experiences in the city. Think it could be Black Ghost. Zero zero seven is still drinking. Meets with the lead actor from The Mist of London, and they both talk about Rosa. Uh, Rosa's mother only died last year. This made her a bit gruff slash cranky after the death. Yeah, understandably. Yeah. Uh, the sound of flapping wings as the two stumble home drunk. Both walk through the streets intoxicated, and they are attacked by bee robots. 007 is fine. The lead actor is in critical condition, and when <laughs> Rosa shows up, the lead actor by the name of Philip, uh, Rosa shows up and goes, Philip, are you okay? He goes, I don't think I can go on. <laughs> And hit by too many bees. <laughs> so, I can't go on the performance while he's in critical condition. You think? That's how you take out the person you're an understudy to. I know. Uh, but the play doesn't matter. You do, Philip. 
Uh, what are you going to do about the play? There's no understudy because we didn't think this through. Um, I see where this is going. 007 says, I will take over as the main role. Uh, but you'll have to learn the whole play. I already know the whole play because I rehearsed it 20 years ago and I need no refresher on the dialogue, the blocking, or things that have changed since then. Yeah. Uh, is that good of an actor? Yeah. Zero <laughs> 007 wants to make things right. Uh, 007 arrives back at the hotel. Uh, I put down their all in one room. Ask everyone for a favor, coming in looking disheveled. Uh, I want the next three days off, no questions asked. So it's like, what's going on? And 002, the most dramatic motherfucker in the room, grabbing Ty, standing in poses. Yeah, he does like a little flourish. Yeah, for no reason, it makes like... no sense. And then Dr. Gilmore just says it's fine. Um, and he reveals the whole story to them, how he'll be acting in this production. And... You know, that they should just go along with the the ride along here, right? Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, no questions asked. I feel like if 002 was in this, like, asked for three days off, everyone would go, no. no. Fuck you. No, I don't <laughs> think that's gonna happen, so. Uh, but the cyborgs are on the top of the theater monitoring as 007 performs within. On the roof, a swarm of mecha bees attack. <laughs> uh, no media, huh? Or bystanders just watching these mecha bees fall to the no, ground no, below. No. Uh, uh, 005 grabs one and <laughs> thinks of an idea, uh, runs off a la football player, and the cyborgs follow to the factory that him and 008 were talking at before. It well, doesn't refinery, make whatever, yeah. Well, whatever. He goes, shoot the tankers filled with oil with your needle blaster mode, and it'll poke holes in the tankers spilling oil on the bees, allowing 006 to flambe them. Yeah, and this can't be, this is like the- It would know. blow up all of London! Yeah, or at least destroy their entire <laughs> oil supply, like, I don't, I don't know then what- Then it would really be the big smoke. I- But um, tsh. Boo. <laughs> 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 uh, the production is a success, none the wiser. Rosa apologizes, saying Sophie had only good things to say about GB. Um, the rest, aside from 004 and 001, have better things to do. Yeah. <laughs> are watching this. <laughs> and, um, they're just going like, oh, actors always wind up with beautiful woman. And 002 goes, she's young enough to be his daughter. Uh, and then goodbye to Rosa slash Sophie. I'm sorry you're not my daughter, but you are a wonderful person. And I thought that it was going to go a different way. Like, I thought Nobody that it kiss. was... No, 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 no. I thought that it was, she was actually going to be his daughter. Like, mm. she was making up the part about being yes. the child of another actor or something, and then it was, she just didn't want, It could you know, happen. You know, so it, it, I don't, um... I think there's one way you can read that still. Yeah. But maybe they just didn't want, like, any weight in the yeah. scenario. Yeah, I would, I would assume that's the, the reason, but it's like, you know, I, I assumed that it was going to go a different way, like, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know, because there's, there's, there's little moments like, oh, she has quite the temper and she tends mm -hmm. to be theatrical. And, and her song. hair is a combination of yellow and brown. Yeah, <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay, so 007 has some stuff in common with her mm -hmm. and there's, eh, but, you know, so, but maybe, who knows, maybe that'll come back. <laughs> well, no, but that would, that, no, that'd that be would ew. be bad. That'd be ew. But, no. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're getting there. All right, episode 14, The Land of Reunions. Blood diamonds we open on, so stakes are high. Uh, I put down they're going to get real, huh, in this episode. A metal X is being harvested by war profiteers in, uh, sorry, the Republic of Muamba, uh, working hard in the quarry run by the greedy Umbaba. 
the people revolt and are met by a tank and fire and enforce. Oh my god, I can't read what I, I wrote. But yeah. they're met by reinforcements. Tank, yeah, tank fire, fire and, and enforcers. Enforcers. Sorry yeah, for the for Umbaba, who was like the the corporate dictator yeah. figure. Here. And uh, Umbaba, the dictator figure here that moved in to sell Metal X and become wealthy off the profit. A new black ghost style tank arrives and destroys the local military and a black ghost slash black monster slash zero zero one number one. He goes by a lot of names in this. Yeah. Um, tells the people of the Republic of Muamba to take charge of their country. The people don't need much convincing and join with black monster. Yes. Um, the cyborg team discusses the news with uh, Punma, recognizing the Republic of Muamba as a small country in West Africa. That's where he's from. Uh, recently gained their independence Metal X was discovered. Uh, I forget the name of like the the surrogate country. Like it was, it's like Glutonia. Glutonia, that's it. Yeah, um, that's like wanted to take the resources, almost like a dictatorship from the the smaller. Yeah, so uh, they're they're Republic. like they're independent in name only, and they're pretty mm-hmm. much you know. Uh, yeah. Gl- uh, Glutonia treats them like slaves. Yeah, for the labor. and they installed Unbaba to like. Yeah maintain control over it so in unbaba became a dictator after being elected president by glutonia and the people rebelled now off to help uh, now with the help of black ghosts pudma thinks back to his initial escape from the country he and his friend mamato trying to get out mamato provided a distraction allowing pudma to get away uh the black monster tank is a capable weapon unbaba is furious when um zero zero nine zero zero eight um oh no he's furious at just like how the black ghost tank is destroying his militia at first. Yeah, because the rebels are like put like advancing yeah. and pushing back the line pretty much, and uh, like Umbaba doesn't understand it because he doesn't know where this weapon yeah. came from. And then Black Monster is there behind him, so it's like they're yeah. playing two sides of the coin. Yeah. Here. Um, 009, 008, and 002 do some reconnaissance in this, so they're sent out from the dolphin to mm-hmm. get the gist of the situation. Um, as they follow the rebels, oh, yeah, 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 as they follow the rebels, 002's like, we gotta be careful around here. <laughs> I've never seen a tank move like that, right? And then yeah. they're reaching the rebel base, and he springs some traps and gets them all caught. Yeah. <sighs> Jet's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna say that. Joe's sneaking up on him, but... That's the worst. Yuffie's mouse, like, you know. Yeah. So they're captured, and then I put down they can communicate with one another through their minds. And my assumption, because they did this A lot in, of assuming. I, I know, make an ass out of you and me, <laughs> but I just need to, I need to, you know. Uh, in, in Young Justice, there was a character on the team who was telepathic, like 003, and she was able to link up the team members like minds Mm -hmm. for missions like this so that they didn't have to use radios Mm. but it could be that or it could just literally be that they still have the radio transmitters in their head and Mm -hmm. that's how they're communicating because they don't they don't specify that Mm -hmm. but um yeah i don't because we don't know we don't know who the baby can contact (laughs) we don't know who zero zero three can Mm -hmm. specifically reach reach out to so yeah we just have to assume that they're Mm -hmm. in calm somehow uh, Pyunma is recognized by the rebel leader, who is uh, Kabore, another friend from the past. Still looking for Mamato, thought it was with Puma, but he was not. Puma had hoped to find him here, and he reveals that 008 is a new code name, but I'd rather not go into that backstory right now. It's too mm-hmm. long. 
Uh, both sides share their info. Black ghosts are war profiteers. Um, it could be a trick to make the Civil War worse, which, yes, it's a trick yeah, to make yeah. the Civil War worse. And Kabore doesn't care because he needs this to overthrow Yunbaba in order to free his people. Uh, Punma says that they may double-cross yet, and even if it's dangerous or a dangerous deal, the people desire their freedom. Um, there must be another way. Uh, Jet shoots his mouth off again, 002 going, that's it, let's just destroy it, and then held at gunpoint, they're captured again. Yeah, and well, in, in this whole thing, Kabore really emphasized, like, I would make a deal with the devil yeah. if it meant taking down Umbaba mm-hmm. at this point, so. And just how much Punma has supposedly changed. Um, in an underwater passageway elsewhere, Black Monster leads Unbaba to Black Ghost and another commander who I think gets revealed or sticks around a bit more. Yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't catch his name, but uh, um, Black Ghost says like, oh, well, you know, Glutonia is not going to help you out. They're just using you as a pawn. I can give you the weapons and the power needed to take over and make more money. Yeah. Um, if you would care, I'm a savior for you and you're just a disposable pre- president. We want to help you. We can give you an army, uh, a militia, whatever you may need. How about a little demonstration? Yeah. Um, which is fine. Uh, starting another world war. Good business, Dan. Good business. Good business. <laughs> Just good business. Uh, 008, 009, and 002 are in prison still. They could escape, but 008 wants to see how things play out. If they leave, Black Ghost will just produce more weapons, and the Black Ghost tank is destroyed by another more powerful set of tanks. Uh, the rebels are ambushed. Unbaba watches the demonstration through a live feed and sees that the uh, cyborgs are still destroying these tanks. Uh, the blasters are multifunctional. Uh, it's at this point where we get the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, to, to put some context, uh, Jet Link, because the tanks are aerial, they're flying, <laughs> uh, so that's that's Jet's uh, purview, so he f- is flying through the air, and he, you know, uses a freeze function on the blaster, I, I, this is after Joe does mega shot. His Madoka, yeah. his Sailor Moon attack. <laughs> um, but then Jet's flying around, he freezes uh, the, like, the bottom of the hover tank, and it crashes, and he says, like... It's a cracking job. It doesn't make any sense. Looks it's like we're cracking, cracking up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, and it made no fucking sense. So, like... Yet, yet again, we've, you know, dropped in our laps is this little gem of a moment from... <laughs> The moments Either that Joe will stay with us Jet. forever, yeah. <laughs> Last week it was the, uh, Oh, I didn't see it, it was invisible. So, <laughs> this week it's... <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's a lousy demo for Unbaba. Uh, Black Monster slash number one watches. 002 is showing mercy, but is shot and injured in the knee. He takes a laser beam to the knee. And uh, by more Black Monster style cyborgs, or cyborg men as they're known in this. Yeah. Uh, 009 tells the cyborgs to resist, but they cannot. The rebels try to support, but they are easily outmatched. 009 doesn't want to fight, uh, trying to save both human and cyborg life. One soldier, Kwanme, dies, and Kabore weeps. Uh, the price of freedom was too late. All he wanted was, like, a life for his family and freedom. Yeah. And he was young, and this is needless. Like, it's a poignant moment. I liked this. Yeah. Like, this end of the episode, it sets up the serious stakes. Uh, Punma says that this is Black Ghost high price to pay. Uh, 002 is revealed to be very injured. And instead of just leaving the, him there, as Dan and I would probably do, yeah. <laughs> and we'll go, 
uh, he suggests getting the rebels somewhere first. Uh, the group walks into the forest while Punma gets a feeling mirrored with the OG 001 slash Black Monster model. Yeah, we, we don't, we gotta, because he's not 001, he's... He's number one. He's number, yeah. like like a James yeah. Bond yeah. bad guy. Like, oh, number one, number mm-hmm. two? Like, like yeah. that's, he's, you know, because obviously... It's confusing. Yeah, it is confusing, but they probably should have gone with a different code name, but he is just, he's either number one or cyborg man. So. <laughs> cyborg man. But did you catch, did you get the drift of who this man might be? I did, yeah. Mm. Tricky, tricky. Who else has been mentioned, so. <laughs> it's Sophie from the last episode. <laughs> Back well, from the dead. Yeah, and then in for context, these cyborgs, like the black monster cyborgs, are like, they're in frogmen style suits. Mm-hmm. Like, they have tubes going from their faces into packs. On, like, And I don't yeah. know what, because they're not like... They're not doing scuba things, or it's just some kind of... They can't breathe without those pipes. Mm-hmm. Um, so presumably this is like Black Ghost's weird, like, we had to take out their lungs. lungs well, they to, took out their heart. Yeah, yeah. To, to put more guns in. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, they need the, the tubes yeah. to breathe, mm-hmm. so... <laughs> Uh, our final episode of today's episode, episode 0015, Goodbye, My Friend. Uh, this is a direct continuation from the previous episode, so you can see that I didn't want to break this up either. Yeah. Um, dawn of the Republic of Mwamba as the rebels and the cyborgs travel to another base deeper in the jungle. Punma recalls sparring with Mamoto as a kid and as Kabore watched in their youth. Uh, he's easily thrown over by Mamoto. Yeah. Not Mamoto, Mamado. I, I kept calling it Mamoto because... In- Monado? <laughs> no, no, that and Zatchville, they are Mamoto. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But uh, Kabori's watching, and then we see, like, oh, they sparred as friends in their youth. Uh, Mamado proves competent at combat. In the fields, the gang checks on 002's leg, which isn't doing so hot, and they just tie the bandage tighter. Uh, kill or be killed as giant robot laser snakes attack. <laughs> yeah, these the, the Suchinokos combined with uh, the Nunu thing from Teletubbies. <laughs> oh, what is the Nunu? It's like Sifter vacuum it, it no it's it new is new it, it is new yeah. they're just they're vacuum tube snakes so. a lot of tubes in these episodes yeah. <laughs> fan of tubes uh 009 uses acceleration mode to dispatch them more keep on coming and they join into a floating ship pir- piloted by number one uh seems different from the rest uh and they advise luring him away from the rebel base in order for a fair fight to happen 002 and 009 have some nice fighting moments together where 009 is carrying along jet jet's using his one functioning rocket foot to yeah, pivot because his knees yeah, his pads. my bad knees uh they are struck down <laughs> they're shot and then i went <laughs> Uh, 008 tries to get the jump on number one, but is defeated uh, the same way as he was in the flashback, making you think like, hmm. Yeah. Who could th-? And they still don't tell you. They don't tell you until like the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, a moment of recognition between the two. Number one backflips and uses his Mekara Snekuru Beam <laughs> to... Blow a hole in the entirety of the jungle. I know, but this was a good, this was yeah. a very well done like shot, laser beam you, shot. You, you watch this and you're like, holy shit! shit. <laughs> like you know, it's you know the the weight of it is is conveyed very nicely. Yeah. So, but he still missed, <laughs> and yeah. then he flies away. 
Uh, the cyborgs were saved at the last second by 006 and 003. 006 used his fire breath to bring them all underground. And 003's like, I heard you. And we came running. Uh, we didn't know you were here, but we found these rebels along the way who are all safe. And then they decide to divide and conquer because 002's knees do an owie. Well, he's in, yeah, he's, he's in like having waves of pain. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 008 is lost in thought. 002 goes back to the dolphin and 008 and 006 stay with the rebels. Uh, Dr. Gilmore says that the bandage was too tight and you have to remember that you are all part human, part cyborg. So like whenever you try to fix each other or yourselves, you've got to remember that yeah. in the balance of things. And it's cool that they're pointing because what he points out is that the bandage was so tight that it was, it was cutting off like their circuits, mm-hmm. like it was cutting off like the the direct power line going through his legs. So mm-hmm. it's like, you guys can't just do regular, you know, yeah. weird Put medical things on it. <laughs> because you're, you're, you're all more complicated than that. So mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, it, it, it's interesting. Yep. Uh, Kabore is angry at Black Ghost's betrayal. 008 is still pondering his past and the identity of number one. Could it be Mamato? <laughs> I asked that because we're still asking. And 006, I mean, in the episodes we skipped in here, he's always like the bridge character. Because yeah. even in the, the, the downtown Great Britain episode, he was like looking noticeably into the distance. Like, is he going to be okay? Like, should I stay with him? Because he's like a dad. Yeah. He's like, along with him and Gilmore, they're like he's the dads. He's the chef, of... he provides the food. Yeah. But... <laughs> what, yeah. Bring, what is food but bringing families together? No, but it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Black Ghost is after Metal X now for, like, more World War. They're mm-hmm. like, we can get the Americans involved in this, make a mondo bucks out of it. Uh, 009 doesn't believe that he is a machine or Black Ghost in general. Uh, maybe they can talk to him and reason with him, which I think we'll get into on our next episodes. Mm -hmm. I want to see if that's addressed. Uh, there was a flashback to 0013 in that moment. So it was an important episode not to skip. Uh, 002 comments that Black Ghost wouldn't solely rely on those who could betray him. So maybe he's not as human as we might think. Yeah. Like we, there's no way of knowing, but it's like, you know, Mm -hmm. Obviously, Joe's on the side that we need to err on, you know, them being... Yeah. Some, having some humanity because left. when they were shooting at us, yeah. there was no humanity there. So. Uh, Dr. Gilmore feels that the Cybermen are human, or a combination of both, with erased human emotion. And it's suggested that they took away their hearts. Yeah. So, very Kingdom Hearts of them. <laughs> <laughs> They're all nobodies. Uh, Black Monster, fi- oh, sorry, number one, finds the other cyborgs, but is called out Mamato by 008. Both recognize each other. Uh, recall Mamato's brother's funeral, uh, in which, you know, Mamato lost a brother and had an emotional moment with Punma, saying, you know, after he was no longer able to work, he was just tossed aside and his life didn't amount to anything. It was just a waste of life in general. Yes. Um, Mamato vows to bring down the system because it's unjust and he wants freedom for the people. Punma says they can fight together. Uh, in the real, mo- in the real, like, in the present time, uh, before being fatally shot by Mamato. Uh, before the killing blow is struck, Mamato is commanded to bring Zero Zero back to eight to headquarters for torture and interrogation. Yeah, uh, okay, this is this was a. We forgot to. Oh. The reason why Zero Zero Eight is in this situation is because he wandered away from the, the hidden rebel base mm. when Zero Zero Six wasn't looking. Oh, yeah. And Zero Zero Six, like, um alerts the other cyborgs like coming back in a huff like you know he's gone i think black ghost got him so yeah um but he's taken back for interrogation 
and he's being horribly shocked and tortured by Unbaba mm-hmm. and the rest just out of like shigs there's a there's a I told you about people who mess with me. It's shocking. Yeah. Ellen, you're not really making this joke. <laughs> there was no <laughs> There was no hair <laughs> <Yeah>. for that. <laughs> um, but uh, it, the other cyborgs are trying to figure it out. 001 calls to 008 and the other cyborgs ascends from 002 who's struggling to get up and thinking that 009 is going to jeopardize this mission because... He's hesitating yeah, to and, kill the, like, the opposing troops. Yeah, stuff, I did so. like how... It fell on 004 to make the decision. Yeah. So it's more of that uncalled leader role that he has. And, and this and this reinforces why Jet is the lancer of the group, mm-hmm. because 004 is too sensible to... Mm-hmm. 004 is, like, the smart guy of mm-hmm. the group. He's not, like... You can see how Joe and Jet are more... Like, this is, like, a clans- like classic hero lancer mm-hmm. thing where one of them doesn't want to kill the other one's trying to talk him out of it it's you know yeah we understand why this guy from the bronx fits into that part at least <laughs> yeah so. um 003 examines the base and location of 008 004 005 and 007 will take care of the guards while 003 and 006 rescue 008 <laughs> Uh, 009 wants to help and switches role with 004. I like this because he's thinking, but every time 004 frowns or smiles, it's a Charlie Brown frown or smile. (laughs) And it tickles my funny bone every single time. It's like a big, goofy, doopy smile. (laughs) And 004, like, thinks this is a fine idea. Uh, Who thinks on it? Oh, he just thinks on the moment. And 007 says, meet meet back here in half an hour. They're being monitored by Black Ghost and those inside who ambush the cyborgs. Uh, 005 is injured, leaving Joe to attack where he hesitates at first and is saved by 005. Yeah, so 005 pretty much takes like a shot for him because he again, you know, hesitates in killing one of the Cybermen, so. Mm -hmm. Um, And... uh, Joe says, I won't hesitate anymore, activates accelerator mo- mode, uh, killing some of these Cybermen. Yeah. Even though they're like, we can't breathe. Yeah. So they're dead without their tubes. Uh, but this is also revealed to a trap because some floating balls appear. And these are like electromagnetic radiation. Yeah. Something screwing with them. It's obviously heat because there's green fire. <laughs> well, yeah, they're like, they're like, yeah, they're boiling them with like electromagnetic radiation. And, it, 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 and the, the impact Diesel of this oil. moment is because the, <laughs> the grass starts burning green. Yeah. Because so like they're, you know, dousing them in some, you know, radiation. So it's, it's conveyed mm. pretty scarily. Mm. So uh, Joe goes into accelerator mode again and destroys the orbs. Uh, the Black Ghost Commander retreats, leaving Unbaba alone to deal with his mess. 008 is almost killed by Mamato, uh, but the other cyborgs arrive just in time. 004 chases after Mamato, destroying his uh, Super Snake Escape vehicle. With a, with a knee missile, yeah. yeah. Uh, and 008 tells 004 to wait a moment, as he still considers Mamato a friend. Uh, he suggests to Mamato that they work together to bring peace to their country. And there is a very long, quiet standoff moment here. Yeah. I don't know if it was to build time on episode. I don't know if it was for drama reasons. But both times I watched, I was like, oh, Dan's going to think it's frozen here. But it's not. Yeah. Um, but it's done good. Uh, there's like a fade to black and a gunshot. And we see that Mamato has been killed, shot through the eye, I think. Yeah, because his mask is shattered. So, yeah. yeah. And uh, 008 lets out a, you know, a sigh of pain Mm -hmm. that he killed his close friend. 
and has revealed that his humanity has been gone. There was no hope reaching him. Mm-hmm. Uh, cinematic moment, uh, Kabori tells Punma that even with all the death, they will strive to make this country better for all as the other cyborgs look out on the, you know, the landscape yes. and those who have fallen before them. Yeah. Very sad. Yeah. But we got some good backstory here. Just showing like how intense this show can go. Mm-hmm. And this is not this is not going to be the last time, certainly. No. Um But no, it's they they do a good job of establishing you know, black ghosts are war profiteers. They they dabble in horrific shit, so yeah. they gotta be they gotta stop them. Mm-hmm. I just think it's a good character building. I think if we could you know, along the line, stop on the other ones. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are some we could probably skip over, but I, it would be interesting to see what's offered for us as the viewer for yeah. each of these cyborgs' backstories, because some of them outweigh another. I know that 003s and 007s were kind of similar in a way. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I'm going through my artistic past here, but they had different people that they were yeah. fighting for. I think that 008s was definitely the be- most interesting mm-hmm. um, next to 004s that we've seen so far. Yeah, so I want. To, I just want to learn about Chang and Geronimo. Yeah, well, we'll certainly stop yeah. when they and when Jet's West Side Story moment. Yeah, inevitably. <laughs> I think it's coming up in our next batch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I would never exclude yeah. any Jet Link episodes. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> mm. well, I think that's the end of this episode. Any final thoughts? Anything? No, Which is good it, yeah. all around. It's still going strong. Summer so. starting. <laughs> I'm I'm excited to keep going. I'm excited to because we're we're getting we're almost halfway there. Heavier into Black Ghost stuff. So mm. the plot thickens. All right. Well, I guess we'll leave you to do audience for now. But before we go, is there anywhere that our audience can find us all on social media? Uh, you can follow me on uh, King underscore Danis on Instagram, as well as our adjacent anime was not a mistake podcast Instagram account. Mm, you can follow me, Jonathan Kwiatkowski, at Losing My Mind JK on Instagram, Drink and Read JK on Twitter, and my other podcast, Nightcaps of the Theater, currently in a hiatus, but where me and my friends, uh, Matt Cabrera and Mark Sabre Jr., get a little drizzy drunk and watch some movies. And then coming to an end tomorrow, or tonight, I might post the last episode, season uh-huh. one of Drink and Read. We finished War and Peace, everybody. Any teases for the next? Uh, not, in, not until <laughs> I was going to say "Gone with the Wind," but we can't we can't do that in this climate right now. Uh, it might be a uh, Don Quixote adjacent being Don Quixote, but nah, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. You got a break before that. Ri- I put that wrist to work. Yeah. What that wrist do? <laughs> I can draw a Do Flamingo if I have to. So. Mm, you draw a windmill. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> me with a windmill. On my windmill head. Gundam, I can do. I can't uh, do windmills, but I can do, windmill, do windmill Gundam. Gundam so. <laughs> mm, all right. Well, I guess the only tease we can offer you is I think the next episodes are Black Ghost centric. Yeah, it looks yeah. like it. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> 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 Here at Anime Was Not a Mistake, we have one mission. Whether you be a magical girl, a giant fighting robot, a raccoon, or just a fan of podcast in general, we hope to one day arrive at a definitive answer to the following question. Is anime a mistake? While we obviously don't think so, there's no harm in expanding our weave horizons now, is there? As of late, our humble little show is devoted to the analysis and discussion of movies, series, and episodes that show off that powerful art that is animation. However, none of this would be possible without listeners like you. If you like what you hear on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and more, then why not support us on Instagram at Anime Was Not a Mistake Podcast? 
or on Facebook at Anime Was Not a Mistake Pod. We promise to go happies on the sake with you. Join us, won't you? This time and the next. And with that, Dan and I leave you with a to be continued as the chill anime beats play. Sayonara.